Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to Dictionary. This is Jonathan Messenger. This is the brand new podcast. All right, Jonathan. High five. Shh. Wait a second, Bebop. The imposter could be listening. Nah, we fooled him. You heard him on his last episode saying that the podcast was over. Our little fake episode that we put out must have completely fooled him. Hey, you know you're right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, let's get the real theme music going, baby. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, finding dinosaurs and killer whales. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, inventing lazy shoes and monorails. Bebop Tales! Bebop, you know, I have to say, I'm really impressed. You never gave up. That's right, Jonathan. I am impressive. But also, it was your idea to put out that fake episode. So, I guess... Wait, are, are you about to say something nice to me? I just mean, when you're not being a chucklehead, we make a good team. Um, okay, I'll take that, Bebop. Maybe we should work together more often. Absolutely. I agree 100%. You do? Wait, are you the imposter now? No, Jonathan, I'm just legitimately grateful. And I also want to say thank you to all of the listeners who never gave up on me, who emailed me during this dark time, and who challenged the imposter at every step with questions and with drawings. We were able to get a peek at the flags that everybody sent in, and that jogged my memory about what happened next in my story. And that is how I defeated Messingham and the imposter in this season. That is what the imposter didn't want our listeners to hear. That's really amazing, Bebop. All right, let's get started. Well, actually, Bebop, I have an announcement I'd like to make. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I wanted to tell everyone that... Nope. I wanted to tell everyone that we have a special... Jonathan, we don't have time. The listeners have waited for weeks for this. I know, but just bear with me for one more... No. Just one more. Nope. All I need is... Cocoa. One more minute as I... Cocoa nuts. Okay. Forget it. I guess we worked together for a total of 30 seconds, Bebop. Well, listeners, please just wait until the end of the episode for a very special announcement. Fair enough, Jonathan. And you know what? In the spirit of continuing to work together, I'm not going to do my impression this week. I wrote the whole story out, and I want you to read it. I'll still do my voices and everything, but you may have the honors... Wow. Bebop, that's incredible. I'm really touched that you would consider... Coconuts. Okay, all right, fine. (laughs) Let's get right into it. If you remember what happened the last time Bebop tried to tell his story, he and the ghost-slash-cloud creature were riding up the dumb waiter of Messingham Castle, ready to face off with the evil warlock. Here we go. Bebop Tales Season 4 Finale. Being a Human Being.
Bebop's arm reached out and pulled the rope, lifting our hero along with the cloud creature that had occupied his arms. Hand over hand, the cloud creature hoisted the elevator higher, and it seemed like ages that they were climbing up Messingham's castle. Bebop was confused. How could the elevator be ascending so high? He had stood outside Messingham's stronghold, and the entire building couldn't have been more than three stories tall, four if you count the battlements, four and a half if you count the Messingham flag at the top of the flagpole. It was a strange flag. It had the Messinghamily crest in the middle, but the entire thing was divided into four quadrants, each with a distinct image too small to make out from the ground. As the elevator went up and up, Bebop became a little nervous. What's happening here? He said. Are we going to the penthouse or what? Oh, oh, oh we are not we are going, not to, going confront to confront Messingham, said the creature. Not yet, not yet, yet, yet. Bebop's arms kept pumping, pulling on the rope, lifting the dumbwaiter higher and higher. Eventually, they came to a stop and the walls of the elevator fell away. Bebop couldn't believe his eyes. He wasn't in Messingham's castle. He wasn't on top of Messingham's castle. He was up in the clouds higher than even the birds flew. The elevator fell away, and Bebop stood on the cloud, his feet lost in the white mist below like he was standing in quicksand. Ah! said Bebop. I'm going to fall. But as soon as he said it, he realized he wouldn't. He couldn't. The cloud creature that occupied his limbs had propelled him this high and was keeping him afloat. What are we doing up here? said Bebop. We're supposed to be down there rescuing my friends. Oh, we oh, will, we will, 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 said the cloud creature. All of us, all of us will, will. Bebop had been so surprised at finding himself way up in the sky that he didn't realize they weren't alone up there. Pieces of cloud were peeling off like bits of cotton and floating up into the air. He was surrounded now. Whoa, I don't like this, said Bebop. What's going on here? If you don't, if like, you don't it, like it, we can, we all, can leave. all leave, said the cloud in Bebop's arms. And the mist began to seep out of his body, and Bebop began to sink through the large cloud back toward the ground. No way, it's okay, I like this, said Bebop. But he continued to fall. I like it, I like it a lot, I, I love you. The cloud returned to his limbs and lifted him up once more. Do not Do worry, not worry tiny, tiny robot, robot, said the cloud creature. We, we, all of us, all of us are here are to here stop messing messing him. The evil the warlock has been controlling, has been controlling more, than, more he than he should. He's been opening He's up, been opening up storms, storms, tornadoes, tornadoes wild, wild winds, winds that are not that within, are not his, within dominion. his dominion. We've lost, We've lost many, many good clouds, clouds to the storms, to the storms he, creates he creates at a whim. At a whim. I know what you mean, said Bebop. It was one of those storms that kidnapped my family and friends. It tore open the sky above our homes and left me there all alone. 
We know this, said the cloud. And we know where your friends and family are. All of my brothers and sisters here wish to pair with your mechanical family the way you and I have paired. Then we can all descend upon Messingham and put him in his place. But they're way down in the castle. That's why I was saying we shouldn't leave them there. No, no, the storm, no, the storm that took your family, took your family still, has, still them, has, them, has them, but we, we can bring, can them, bring here. them here. Come on, said Bebop. You expect me to believe that my family has been spinning in some sort of magical tornado for the past two seasons, I mean, few days? The sky above Bebop opened like a piece of paper ripping down the middle, and through the opening, Bebop could see his friends and family twirling in a massive tornado, and screaming their heads off. Whoa, said Bebop. It will take take a few minutes minutes for us to calm the storm storm and bring them here. here. We can do it. it. Okay, said Bebop. You all get working on that. But you and me, uh, Cloudy, do you have a name? We should come up with a cool name for you, like... Fogman or Mist Fist. I already I have already a have wonderful, wonderful name, name, said the cloud. It is, it is Norman. Norman. Well, Norman, said Bebop, you're Fogman now, and Fogman and Tiny are going to take on Messingham. Let's go. Bebop raised one arm and bent one knee in his Superman pose, ready to fly. Let's go, Fogman. My name, My is, name Norman, is Norman, and I think and we I should think wait we should for your wait family. family. No time, Mist Fist. Let's hit it. Fine, fine. fine. You insist, insist on giving on me a terrible, a terrible nickname. nickname. At least, At least let, it be, let it be... I don't know. I don't know. Danger, Danger Cloud. Cloud. Oh, I love it. Cried Bebop. Danger Cloud and Tiny to victory. and Bebop shot back down out of the clouds. Seconds later, he landed atop the castle. There on the battlements, standing beneath the Messingham flag, was Messingham himself. Oh, come on, said the evil warlock. Why, why is it that every time I lock you away, you keep showing up, and you can fly now? Since when could you fly? Bebop soared up by the Messingham flag above the warlock, You've been making a lot of enemies, Messingham, said Bebop. He reached out and yanked the flag off of its pole. Hey, how dare you, said Messingham. That flag commemorates every great idea I ever had. The flying refrigerator magnets, the angry toys, the twin towers, and I was going to finish it once and for all with how I am going to defeat you right now. Bebop looked at the flag. In each image Messingham had mentioned was stitched into the fabric clockwise from the upper left. The magnets, the toys, the towers. The lower left quadrant was shifting, changing colors and shapes as though it was still being drawn. There was the cloud, the imposter, the dumbwaiter to the sky. It kept changing. Enough, said Bebop. You may not realize this, But me and Danger Cloud have partnered up. You never should have put us in the same dungeon. Danger Cloud, said Messingham, 
You mean Norman? But Danger Cloud did not like that, and he blasted out of Bebop's right arm, billowing the flag and shooting it off into the sky. No! said Messingham. You'll pay for that! Messingham suddenly grew larger, and a red light began coursing through his body. I've just been playing with you until now, tiny robot, said the warlock. The game is over. I will no longer amuse myself with you. Messingham raised his right hand, and a red beam shot out, surrounding Bebop. He couldn't move. He was frozen. Danger Cloud, can you get him? I can't, can't, can't move. Can't move. Bebop felt himself being squeezed. There was nothing he could do. Charge! Bebop heard the call behind him, but he couldn't turn around to look. Rocketing down through the cloud cover were dozens of robots. Whip leading them straight at Messingham. Danger Cloud's missed army propelling them through the castle. <laughs> Growled Messingham. Looks like you're going to be reunited with your family once again, tiny robot. Ah. Messingham's beam retracted into his hand, and Bebop was free once again. He flew back down to the castle. Hmm, but actually, <laughs> I have an idea. Since you love them so much, I'll let you rejoin them. But you will never be one of them again! Suddenly, a red bolt of light blinded Bebop and smoke billowed over the castle. When it cleared, Messingham was gone, and Bebop's robot family was standing on the roof of the castle with him, all looking at Bebop. Where'd he go? Said Bebop. Where's Messingham? Let's get him. Um, tiny? Said Dr. Percolator, who had flown down on the back of a robot. What? No, he's right here. He was right there. Come on. Bebop picked up the Messingham flag, which had floated down from the sky. Oh, Tiny, said Whip. He looked at the flag. The fourth quadrant had been permanently stitched. It showed a small human boy standing there. I don't get it, said Bebop. Who is this? It's you, it's you. you, you, you. said Danger Clown. Messingham's, Messingham's final, final spell. spell. spell, spell, spell. He, he, he turned, he turned you, you. Bebop looked at his hand, holding the flag. He didn't recognize it. It had skin and fingernails and little wrinkles where the knuckles were. He made me human? Said Bebop. Um, dude? Said the Bubble Ninja. You might want to put on some clothes. Okay. <laughs> Why, Jonathan? Nothing. It's just, when you said before that turning human was a spoiler for this season of Bebop Tales, I, I don't know, I guess I didn't really believe you, but... So you were human for a little while? Of course, Jonathan. How do you think it is that I know you inside and out? Uh, I don't think you really understand... Hum- I understand humans perfectly because I was one. So does this mean that season five, you're going to be a human the whole time? No spoilers, Jonathan. (laughs) All right, fair enough. But listen, I said 
that we were going to have a special announcement in this episode. So here it is. September is National Library Card Sign-Up Month. This is a big deal for us because my wife, Griffin's mother, Maria, she's a librarian. We go to the library all the time. We get so many books from the library. And as you know, this podcast is all about celebrating reading and books. So here's what I'm offering. Parents, if you will send me a picture of your listener holding their library card, you will get an unreleased Finn Caspian story sent to you. Now, this is not an audio story. This is a written story. It's a choose-your-own-adventure story. It's really fun. And all you have to do is go to fincaspian.com slash library. That's fincaspian.com slash library. You can upload the photo there, and you'll get a link to the story. Now, this is really to encourage everybody to go to their local library, sign up for a library card, and use their local library. So I would really love it if I heard from people that they are signing up for their first library card. That would be really great. But it's not limited to just new library card holders. If you already have one, that's totally fine. This offer starts on Monday, September 17th and goes through September 30th, the end of National Library Card Sign-Up Month. Okay, So you have the weekend to get to the library, sign up, and then send the photo. And you'll instantly get the story. All right? Okay, Jonathan, that was really long, but worth it. Make sure you become a cardholder at your local library. All right, Bebop. Well, this is it. That's the end of Bebop Tales Season 4. That was a weird season, I have to say. Yeah, Jonathan, well, I've lived a weird life. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Anything else you want to say? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to do a joke. We haven't done a joke in a few episodes because we kept getting interrupted. Can we play a couple of jokes? Yeah, sure. Well, first, I want to say thank you to my pal, Sam, who drew me kind of surrounded and connected with the clouds. And that's what really jogged my memory about this episode. Sam's eight and he's from the Carolinas. And we're wishing him and his family well with the Hurricane Florence that's there right now. So thank you, Sam, for that awesome drawing. All right. Now we have a joke from our pal, Mark East from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Marky from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm eight years old, and I have a joke for you. Um, what what do aliens use for flashlights? What? Stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Marquise. And now we have another joke from Enzo in California. My name's Enzo, and I'm six, and I'm from Los Angeles. And my joke is, what do you call Safrite when she's wrong? I don't know. What? Saf wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much to Enzo. All right. And finally, Jonathan, I think you're really going to like this joke. This is from our pal Avi up in Canada. Hi, my name's Avi Piazzi. I'm from Calgary, Canada, and today I got a joke for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Bebop. Interrupting Bebop Tales. Bebop Tales. Jonathan's got white feet and stingy toenails. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, I, I like the joke. I like the joke, Avi. Thank you so much. Thanks for sending it in. I love the joke, Avi. That was the best. All you listeners are just the best. Thank you so much for listening to Bebop Tales. We're going to be back whenever that Finn Caspian podcast is done with its next season. 
Well, that's a good call, Bebop. Season 5 of Fincasting comes back October 3rd. Okay? So just a couple of weeks, we'll be back with Fincaspian Season 5. Sound good? Perfect, Jonathan. And don't forget about going to fincaspian.com slash library and send us that photo of you holding your library card. All right, Jonathan, that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And And we're we're a GZM family. family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Do you want to hear your family at the end of a show giving a shout out? Go to gzmshows.com slash shout out to learn more. That's gzmshows.com slash shout out for a chance to be heard on this show.